Assalamu alaikum, peace be on you and welcome back to another episode of Faith in Focus where we explore matters of faith in the context of modern society. I am your host Fatih Khwaja and today we will be discussing an integral part of human nature and a value which is essential for the smooth operation of our society and that is kindness. I would like you now to take a second to imagine what our lives would be like if we lived in a world devoid of kindness. Already we see that there is a breakdown in global relationships when different world leaders do not treat each other in a polite and respectful manner. But in a world without any kindness, not only will our relationships with our fellow human beings be affected, but our relationship with the natural world, the plants and animals that surround us will break down as well. In this world we would not be able to function and survive, and this demonstrates just how significant kindness is. Kindness can be interpreted by each person differently and everyone will have different expectations of what constitutes as kindness but the Cambridge English Dictionary defines it as the quality of being generous helpful and caring about other people or an act showing this quality For me kindness is something that I find is shown through the smaller things in life and experiences we have every day which we sometimes don't notice It could be as simple as someone opening the door for you or someone smiling at you and asking you if you are okay. These little acts of kindness surround us and uplift us in our everyday lives. The American aviation pioneer Amelia Earhart describes this perfectly when she says, "A single act of kindness throws out roots in all directions and the roots spring up and make new trees." I found this metaphor so beautiful and it made me think about how we as humans also need strong roots to grow and blossom into well-rounded individuals. Here to talk more about why kindness is important scientifically and the impact that kindness may have is Gutsia Ahmed with a report. Over to you Gutsia. Are humans innately kind? This is a question that scientists have pondered over for decades, searching for answers. Altruism seems to be an instinctive characteristic that humans have, and many times we do not have to even think about performing selfless acts for our family and friends. But scientists have wanted to find out if this altruism is grounded in science. At a recent study performed at UCLA in 2016, this connection was explored further. Part of the investigation was carried out by asking participants to play the dictator game. in which participants will be given $10 for each round. In each round they can either decide whether they will keep the money for themselves or share the money with a stranger. The participants in the UCLA study played 24 rounds and the recipients of the money that was donated from each round were actual residents in Los Angeles. Scientists found that the people who donated the least Scientists found that the people who donated the least money had the most activity in the prefrontal cortex which is associated with cognitive control. However, in comparison, the one-third of participants who donated the most money had the strongest activity in the areas of the brain which are linked with emotion and identifying pain. This inclination is known by psychologists as prosocial resonance. Researcher Christoph Moore discusses this phenomenon further when he says it's almost like these areas of the brain behave according to a neural golden rule. The more we tend to vicariously experience the states of others, the more we appear to be inclined to treat them as we would ourselves. 
This can be seen as one of the strongest driving forces for altruism. Performing acts of kindness also has a positive impact on us as humans, in terms of both our mental and physical well-being. There has been research done by Emory University, which found that when you show kindness to others, your brain's pleasure centre will light up just as it would if you were the recipient of kindness. Talia Steinberg, writing for Psychology Today, says this is known as the helper's high and there is an increased production of serotonin, which will ultimately make you happier. In 2018, there was a study conducted by Lee Rowland and Oliver Scott Curry, who were investigating the link between performing acts of kindness and happiness. The study took place over seven days, where the participants would be performing acts of kindness daily. They found that showing kindness to others through these means has a positive effect on the happiness of the individual. Furthermore, they found that the more acts of kindness the individual performed, the happier they would be. They also investigated to see whether it would make a difference to happiness levels if the individuals were performing acts of kindness for their friends, family or strangers. However, no correlation was found which demonstrated that the benefits of kindness are not limited to only the people you know. Similarly, Christine Carter, author of the book Raising Happiness in Pursuit of Joyful Kids and Happier Parents, discusses this further when she says, People who volunteer tend to experience fewer aches and pains. Giving help to others protects overall health twice as much as aspirin protects against heart disease. People 55 and older who volunteer for two or more organisations have an impressive 44% lower likelihood of dying early, and that's after sifting out every other contributing factor, including physical health, exercise, gender, habits like smoking, marital status and many more. This is a stronger effect than exercising four times a week or going to church. There are many other positive impacts of kindness on our mind and body. In a podcast titled The Science Behind Kindness and How It Benefits Your Health, the impacts of kindness on our physical body are discussed. Rainbow psychiatrist Dr Marcy Hall talks about the effect oxytocin can have on your body when she says, So kindness generates a response in your brain, one of the important neurotransmitters that we see an increase in when we are kind is oxytocin, and that is responsible for feeling an increased sense of connectedness and increased sense of trust. By increasing oxytocin, we can experience a connectedness with kin, essentially. Oxytocin promotes social bonding, and it also can lower your blood pressure. It can dilate your blood vessels so that your heart actually receives more oxygen. So kindness is cardioprotective. It actually literally protects your heart. It strengthens your immune system. It improves your energy. It reduces aches and pains like you mentioned, and it can lead to a longer lifespan. In the process, you also experienced an increase in self-esteem. So you're living longer and feeling better about yourself and oxytocin is the mediator between kindness and those benefits to your actual physical health. Here we can see that there are numerous benefits in being kind to others, not just on the recipient of the kindness, but also the person who is being kind. This is why it is such an important part of human nature. 
Thank you and Jazakallah to Kutya for reading an informative and interesting report about the science behind kindness. Now we are going to move on to a discussion segment of the show with my two studio guests. Today we welcome Khulat Jima and Unaza Ahmed to the studio. Unaza is a full-time student doing an MSc in Molecular Medicine at Imperial College London and Khulat is a secondary school teacher teaching RE, Philosophy and Ethics. She enjoys nature walks and team building activities. As-salamu alaykum, peace be on you both. So starting off with something quite simple, but something which I think is subjective to each person, the first question I would like to ask is, what would you define or class as kindness? Can I come to you first, Khulat? So, um, well, dictionaries describe kindness as an innate quality to be generous, helpful and considerate. Um, I think it's not something that only supports people around us, but it actually helps us to um, uplift our mood by practicing our moral values, which in turn is um, our input towards a better world. A simple smile, um, ensuring those around us feel comfortable in our presence or making sure we can help those in need are all forms of kindness which um, reflect our moral values. I was actually recently um, reading a very interesting article on this topic um, which stated that uh, kindness can mean different things to different people. The meaning is in how you choose to show it, be it through empathy, acceptance, kind gestures, thoughtfulness. The possibilities are entirely up to you. Kindness might look like um, being helpful or showing empathy. It may mean doing nice things without expecting nice things back. As a matter of fact, kindness is a chain reaction. It's a wave that keeps rolling and all it needs is one person to start it. One small act can cause a ripple effect that impacts an entire community. If we are all focused on being kind, we are creating a movement of chain. You know that famous quote, uh, be the change that you want to be? That quote isn't just about change and it isn't only about one person being able to change the world. It is bigger. It is about a movement that can be started from one person acting with intention. Now, I think in essence, um, kindness is love. Take a moment to just think about the concept of love and what it is. And then think about what you would do for a person that you love dearly. This, in essence, is kindness. When one starts to become selfless, caring, compassionate, one is becoming unconditionally kind. Just the way it takes time for us to understand how to show our love to other people properly, being kind can also take its time. Making others feel good in turn promotes peace and hope for a better world. These are the outcomes and the power of kindness. Thank you for that beautiful response, Khulat. What do you think, Oneza? Um, Kindness to me is the quality of being considerate and using one's capabilities or resources for the well-being of others. Of course, this quality is not limited to humans, but it's also seen in animals. For example, the maternal instinct. Elephants showing affection to its calf, kangaroos carrying their offspring in their pouch, emperor penguins travelling as long as 50 miles to collect fish and regurgitating it to feed their offspring. We find examples of love, compassion and sacrifice for the well-being of others within nature. But these are instinctive and they're not driven by conscience, hence cannot be called moral qualities. If you look a bit deeper, there are many other qualities as well that constitute or are synonymous with kindness. So there's benevolence, forbearance, charity, sincerity, empathy, etc. And the question is, when do our natural impulses become moral qualities? And regarding the natural conditions, the promised Messiah, peace be upon him, 
The founder of the MDM Muslim community has stated in his book, The Philosophy of the Teachings of Islam, and I quote, When they are regulated and are used on their proper occasions, under the direction of reason, they acquire a moral character, end quote. Of course, kindness is found in the simplest of gestures, like a smile, a kind word goes a long way, opening doors for someone, giving up your seat in a train, and these small gestures often become our habit where we do them almost impulsively and without much thought. But we also see that disregard for the time, place and reason in showing gestures of kindness can end up inflicting more harm than good. And so if someone were to take a consequentialist approach, it could be argued that gestures which may seem kind on the surface no longer classify as kindness due to the consequences they brought about. Or if kindness is just used as a front for ulterior purposes and does not go deeper than the surface, would we still classify it as kindness? I think another aspect of kindness that comes to mind is who it's shown to. Is it selective in nature? Is it exclusive only to those who do good to us or can benefit us in some way? Or does it extend to everyone without an expectation of reward? I think while both classify as kindness, the latter exhibits kindness of a much greater degree. So I guess what I'm trying to say is kindness is very simple and easy to show, but to have it filtered from all vanity and selfishness and doing it sincerely for the good of others is the harder task. Thank you for your wonderful and insightful answers. Leading on from this, why do you think kindness is important? If I can come to you first, Khulat. Um, As I said earlier, kindness is an uplifting experience. Um, According to the Mental Health Foundation UK, people who are kind and compassionate see clear benefits to their well-being and happiness. They may even live longer. Kindness can also help reduce stress and improve our emotional well-being. Kindness has become a forgotten quality which is now needed more than ever. As we go through a global pandemic where some people are struggling to put food on their table, um, others are losing loved ones, a simple act of kindness such as listening to someone in grief or supporting those who have lost jobs can go a long way. Islam teaches that money spent in the way of Allah and and to support those in need is never wasted. Um, Rather, Allah blesses those sacrificing their wealth with even more wealth. Now, kindness is a core element and building block to a successful society. The Mental Health Foundation also says that um, kindness could be built into business decisions, government policies and official systems in a way that supports everyone's mental health and also reduces discrimination and inequality. But that can start by individual commitments to showing kindness in our words and our actions, end quote. In context, kindness is not only an individual's duty. Rather, it is the work of many bodies to enhance peace in the wider society. You can also regard kindness as a stepping stone towards trust and growth. Um, A kind person is someone who reflects warm generosity and a kind nature, When others come closer to such a person, they not only build a trust in that person, but can become closer to them through a ripple effect. Going back to what I said earlier, with practice, this creates influential leadership qualities and mutual trust. When looking at our workplaces, this is extremely essential. Without kind and trusting leaderships, we are unable to grow as individuals or whole companies. This, in turn, um, affects the society and further nations. Kindness and empathy, therefore, stand at the core of a just, fair and successful society. I completely agree with you, Khulat. Now, delving slightly deeper into the topic, do you think, Oneza, 
Could we live in a world where we as humans lack this altruistic behaviour? I think this question ties into the question you just asked about the significance of kindness. It's very needed, its significance. And although we do not live in a world completely devoid of kindness, the many examples in this world of barbarism, subjugating people's rights, wishes persecution based on faith or people's backgrounds, sadly, they do not leave much to imagination. And I think the people who've had such unfortunate experiences in those moments perhaps felt that the world indeed had become devoid of kindness. And if we just expand the scale of those incidents to cover the entirety of the earth, sadly it paints a very bleak picture of the world before us. One that is full of unrest, disorder, cruelty, one where ego and self-interest replace humanity. Now humanity is defined by the characteristic of sympathy, mercy and kindness. And kindness is an equality to be found in some but not in others. Rather, it's a necessity. And as humans, we are ever so dependent on one another to have our needs fulfilled, and the system of the world works through relying on one another. If we ponder over the ecosystems in nature, the carbon cycle, the food chains, in fact, everything in nature is interconnected, and one entity has a direct or indirect effect on many others. This dependence in nature resembles the dependence of humans on one another, and so signifies the need for kindness. Now, if we reflect on the one being who is independent of all, God, we see that his kindness knows no bounds. In the Holy Quran, chapter 24, verse 21, Allah states, and I quote, And but for the grace of Allah and his mercy upon you, and the fact that Allah is compassionate and merciful, you would have been ruined. End quote. He further states in chapter 30, verse 31, And follow the nature of Allah, after which he fashioned mankind. End quote. A similar belief is found in Christianity, which is that man is made in the image of God. The nature of Allah in the Quranic verse I just mentioned refers to his attributes, and man has been given the capability of imitating them, of course within the scope of human limitations. We are the creation of the God who has many attributes that exhibit his kindness, namely Al-Wadud, the loving, Al-Rahman, the gracious, Al-Rahim, the merciful, Al-Ladif, the benignant, and Al-Rawf, the compassionate one. We find that Allah's prophets, his chosen ones on earth, they are the most sympathetic, most compassionate, benevolent of all people. This example in itself teaches us the way of life, for if our Creator's grace was to end, we would be ruined. And so naturally, if the creation itself became devoid of these attributes, it would also be in ruins. I think being devoid of kindness means sympathy we feel towards the pain of someone else that motivates us to strive for others' well-being would no longer be there. Maternal love, the epitome of kindness, would exit the world. Many newborn babies would not survive. The attributes that characterize humanity would no longer be there. Ties and relationships would be severed, and ultimately the fabric of society will be torn, and humanity would be in serious peril. It would also mean that our chances of progress as humans would be severely limited. Empathizing with others' pains, struggles, and a, and a desire to reduce suffering has led to many developments in the field of science, medicine, and technology. However, if we became devoid of these sentiments, the passion to strive harder to serve humanity, better the society, would also die, depriving us of the comfort of life of which it's afforded to us through the benevolence of others. Thank you for your very detailed answer, Ineza. What would you briefly say about this khullat? Um Unfortunately, we do live in a world where many people do not find it necessary to uphold the quality to be kind to others. As a matter of fact, expressing this innate quality has become so rare that when a person is kind to others, people start to judge, judge their motives behind their acts of kindness. By the grace of Allah, as Ahmadi Muslims, we're constantly reminded of the importance of being kind. 
As a matter of fact, the Ahmadiyya community's motto, love for hatred for none, speaks aloud the need to be kind and helpful to others. It illustrates Allah's command of fulfilling the rights of his creation. That is definitely some food for thought. This is a very loaded question, but have you experienced moments of kindness in your everyday life which you have found have changed the way you view the world? It could be something very small or something major. Please feel free to share what you feel comfortable with. The Holy Prophet of Islam, may peace and blessings of Allah be upon him, had Kuluk and Azim. This is an Arabic term which translates as high moral excellences, as Allah has stated in the Holy Quran, chapter 68, verse 5. Allah says about the Holy Prophet and Holy Quran in chapter 21, verse 108, and I quote, And we have sent thee not but as a mercy for all peoples, end quote. The life of the Holy Prophet is replete with incidents that show how through his excellent morals God made him mercy for all humankind, and in him an excellent model for humankind. Kindness in turn for kindness is easy to do, but showing kindness to those who find joy in inflicting pain and suffering upon us, let alone do any good to us, requires virtue of the highest kind. There is one incident I had heard as a child which always stuck with me about the kindness of the Holy Prophet, may peace and blessings of Allah be upon him. This, one is, this was an incident of a woman who was the neighbor of the Holy Prophet. He would throw rubbish on the Holy Prophet every day as he passed by her house. One day as he passed by her house, she was not there to throw any rubbish. The Holy Prophet, peace and blessings of Allah be upon him, noticed this and inquired about the old woman and came to know that she was very sick. The Holy Prophet visited her and offered her any assistance she might need. Upon seeing the concern of the Holy Prophet, the old woman became extremely humbled and ashamed of her past actions. Now this is only one small example of the great character of the Holy Prophet, peace and blessings of Allah be upon him, and a small example of the pain, severe persecution, and suffering people of his hometown Mecca inflicted upon him after his claim of prophethood. However, despite all the cruelties and years of severe persecution the opponents of Islam had inflicted upon the Holy Prophet and Muslims, Years later, having achieved the victory of Mecca, he forgave them by proclaiming, No blame shall lie on you this day. What greater act of kindness than this could there be? We also see that the life of the ardent devotee of the Holy Prophet, the promised Messiah, peace be upon him, is filled with examples of kindness following in the footsteps of the Holy Prophet, peace and blessings of Allah be upon him. And this kindness is towards all creation of God, even those who opposed him fiercely. I remember an instant, there was a person named Nihal Singh who had the tendency of openly abusing and opposing the promised Messiah, peace be upon him, and his community. He was also involved in habitual litigation. In fact, he also filed a case against the companions of the promised Messiah. And it so happened that right in the middle of the case, his nephew's wife fell ill, and for her treatment they needed musk. Now, musk could not be found in the areas or villages nearby, and if there was any that was found, it was very expensive. Now, the door which even this enemy remembered to knock on was that of the promised Messiah, peace be upon him. And the situation was such that he had filed a court case against them, and he would openly abuse them, and he was a great opponent of the community of the promised Messiah, peace be upon him. Yet, he came to the promised Messiah and said that he needed musk because the girl was sick. His holiness, peace be upon him, asked him to wait. He went inside and then handed him about half a tola, that's an old Indian unit of mass and weight, which equates to about 11.6 grams of musk. Such was the character of the promised Messiah, that even the greatest enemies at time of their need turned to him, trusting him to help him, and he did. I would actually like to add on um, that as a teacher, I've experienced the kindness of my students on many occasions. Being in a profession which can keep one very busy and demands a lot of a person's own time, 
kind gestures such as, you know, putting my books away, making sure my classroom's tidy and words of affirmation and appreciation tend to go a very long way. Only recently, um, a young MD girl approached me telling me how much she misses being taught by me um, in my training year. She informed me um, on how various revision techniques I had taught the class were very beneficial for her and that she'd actually been using these to study for her exams. Um, now, for some, this may seem like a very small gesture, but for me, it was the reward for all the effort and hard work that I had put in. Even bigger than this, the kind words of our beloved Khalifa, His Holiness, Mirza Masrur Ahmed, become a motivation and support for all Ahmadis. I'm fortunate to have first experienced this as an example to share here is when I had just finished my first year of university, I had the blessed opportunity of a family meeting with His Holiness. Um, in this, I was able to share the great news of doing well in my first year exams. Um, and his Holiness not only graced me with immense prayers, but also expressed his happiness at the fact that I did well in my studies. Throughout my educational pursuits, um, it has been the kind support and motivation of His Holiness, which have encouraged me to reach my goals. Another thing I would like to point out is that kindness also means to understand our fellow brothers and sisters and forgiving their shortcomings. Um, we need to remember that we are humans and everybody does make mistakes. If someone's shortcomings have hurt us, we can try and be kind to them in return. The essence of kindness should always be to remember by thinking before speaking, forgiving before seeking revenge, and thinking about long-term relationship instead of short-term pride. We must remember that no one is perfect and we should all try to be kinder to each other. And this is why um, I said earlier on as well that kindness is a portrayal of our morals and values. Thank you so much to my two studio guests for such a thought-provoking and perceptive discussion. I'm looking forward to continuing our discussion, but for now we are going to have a short break. You are listening to Faith in Focus. The Holy Prophet of Islam, peace and blessings of Allah be on him, said, Whoever relieves a believer of his worries in this world will have his afflictions removed by Allah on the Day of Judgment. You're listening to The Voice of Islam Radio. Broadcasting on DAB and via the internet 24 hours a day. Assalamu alaikum, peace be on you, and welcome back to today's episode of Faith in Focus, which is centered around the value of kindness. Before the break, we had an informative report read to us by Gutsia Ahmed about the science behind kindness. After that, we had an interesting discussion in the studio about the role of kindness in our lives. Now, before we continue our discussion from a slightly different angle, I would like to again welcome Gutsi Ahmed to read another report about the role of kindness in Islam. Kindness is deeply integrated into Islamic teachings, and when reading the Holy Quran, we find ourselves immersed by teachings about benevolence and peace. Islam does not discriminate against those who may be smaller in number or other parts of society. In fact, we are told to be kind and act with respect to all. One verse which encompasses the essence of how we should behave with others is found in the Holy Quran, chapter 4, verse 37, where Allah the Almighty states, 
worship Allah and associate naught with him, and show kindness to parents and to kindred, orphans, the needy, and to the neighbour who is a kinsman and the neighbour who is a stranger, and the companion by your side, and the wayfarer and those who are under your authority. Surely Allah loves not the arrogant and the boastful. This verse emphasises the importance of showing kindness to everyone, whether they are your family or a stranger. This is something that we Ahmadi Muslims are mindful of incorporating into all aspects of our daily lives. The Holy Prophet Muhammad, peace and blessings of Allah be upon him, was the exemplar of all humankind and a blessed role model in Islam and as Muslims, we try and live our lives in his example. The Holy Prophets may peace and blessings of Allah be upon him. Kindness was unparalleled and there are many accounts of his kindness towards women, children and even his enemies. Here I would like to recount some of these instances. There are many ahadith or sayings of the Holy Prophet peace and blessings of Allah be on him which have been narrated that show the Holy Prophet's peace and blessings of Allah be on him immense kindness to children. One of the most poignant examples is a hadith that narrates the Holy Prophet's peace and blessings of Allah be on him, love for orphans. The Holy Prophet, peace and blessings of Allah be on him, himself became an orphan at a very young age and therefore had a better understanding than most about the pain they must suffer from. It is reported in a hadith that the Holy Prophet, peace and blessings of Allah be on him, said, a person who puts a compassionate hand on the head of an orphan boy or girl, merely for the sake of God, will be rewarded with virtues in exchange of every single hair on the head on which his sympathetic hand was placed. A person who treats an orphan boy or girl with kindness and favour will be with me in paradise like these two. And the Holy Prophet, peace and blessings of Allah be on him, indicated to his two joined fingers the hadith shows just how much kindness is rewarded by Allah the Almighty and small acts of kindness and love towards orphans will lead to an elevated status in paradise. Each act of kindness of Prophet Muhammad peace and blessings of Allah be on him may have been simply a gesture. He followed day in and day out, yet it demonstrated just how noble and exemplary his character was. In the concluding address at the annual convention of the Ahmadiyya Muslim community known as Jalsa Salana in 2019, His Holiness Mirza Masroor Ahmed, may Allah be his helper, the Khalifa or Caliph, and the worldwide head of the community, recounted that an elderly person had complained to Prophet Muhammad, peace and blessings of Allah be on him, about the lengthy prayers that one of the Imams led. The Holy Prophet Muhammad, peace and blessings of Allah be on him, was such a caring individual that he immediately told his companions to make sure the prayers were shorter, to be more considerate if any elderly people were present. The Holy Prophet, peace and blessings of Allah be on him, also was extremely kind to women, and this was something rare at the time in Saudi Arabia, where baby girls were being buried alive at the time of the advent of the Holy Prophet Muhammad, peace and blessings of Allah be on him's birth. Not only did he abolish this practice, but he also told his followers about how to respect women. 
In a Friday sermon delivered by His Holiness Mirza Masrul Ahmed, may Allah be his helper, on 2nd of March, 2007, the exemplary compassion of the Holy Prophet, peace and blessings of Allah be on him, was elucidated. His Holiness related that the Holy Prophet had said that women should be treated with good will and compassion. He also presented a saying of the Holy Prophet, peace and blessings of Allah be on him, where he says, Woman has been created from a rib, and the most crooked part of the rib is the uppermost. If you try to straighten it, you will break it, and if you leave it alone, it will remain crooked. So treat women kindly. The Holy Prophet Muhammad, peace and blessings of Allah be on him, did not limit this kindness to the people who surrounded him, but he was kind to each living creation of Allah. One of his companions, Abu Huraira, relates that the Holy Prophet, peace and blessings of Allah be on him, said, A man travelling along a road felt extremely thirsty and went down a well and drank. When he came up, he saw a dog panting with thirst and licking the moist earth. This animal, the man said, is suffering from thirst just as much as I was. So he went down the well again, filled his shoe with water, and taking it in his teeth, climbed out of the well and gave the water to the dog. God was pleased with his act and granted him pardon for his sins. These are just some of the countless examples of the Holy Prophet, peace and blessings of Allah be on him's kindness to all, whether they are friend or foe, human or animal. As Muslims, we should try and model our behaviour to match his and learn lessons from each teaching. The promised Messiah, His Holiness Mirza Ghulam Ahmed, on whom be peace, the founder of the Ahmadiyya Muslim community, also held kindness in the utmost regard and regularly exhorted his followers to practice it. In the concluding address for the Jalsa Salana Convention of 2019, His Holiness Mirza Masrur Ahmed, may Allah be his helper, delivered a powerful address where he quoted the promised Messiah on whom be peace as saying, be kind to all of humanity, no matter who they are. The promised Messiah on whom be peace wished for no constraints when it came to human kindness and no pain should be inflicted upon others. We can see this demonstrated when he says, The principle to which we adhere is that we have kindness at heart for the whole of mankind. If anyone sees the house of a Hindu neighbour on fire and does not come forward to help extinguish the fire, most truly I declare that he does not belong to me. If anyone of my followers, having seen someone attempting to murder a Christian, does not endeavour to save him, I most truly declare that he does not belong to us. Siraji Munir Luhani Khazain, Volume 12, page 28 Throughout this report, it has been proven that kindness well and truly is so deeply a part of Islam that it can be found in every era of and every part of its teachings. Thank you and Jazakallah Tukutsiya for reading that report. I'd now like to welcome back my two studio guests, Khulat and Unaza. Assalamu alaikum, you guys. Waalaikum 
So before the break, we discussed the role of kindness in our daily lives and what value it has as a general concept. Now, I would like to push the discussion towards a slightly different direction, which links to the report that was just read and have a conversation with you about how kindness is integrated into Islamic teachings. So to start off the discussion, Khulath, how were you taught about the importance of kindness growing up through an Islamic perspective? As early as I can remember, the concept of kindness through an Islamic perspective has always been brought to my attention through the noble character of the Holy Prophet Muhammad, peace and blessings of Allah be upon him. Um, the Holy Prophet, peace and blessings of Allah be upon him, is the most perfect example when we speak of kindness. As we heard in the report, the Prophet of Islam, Muhammad, peace and blessings of Allah be upon him, cared for orphans, established justice for women, the poor, and de- demonstrated the need to treat others as your equal. I would like to quote a tradition of the Holy Prophet, peace and blessings be upon him. On one occasion, the Holy Prophet, peace and blessings of Allah be upon him, came across a wealthy man. Upon inquiring about his about this wealthy man, the Holy Prophet, peace and blessings of Allah be upon him, was told by his companion, he is a well-to-do and well-connected man. If he were to ask for the hand of a girl in marriage, the request would be favourable and favourably considered, and if he were to intercede on behalf of anybody, the intercession would be accepted. Shortly after, another man passed by who appeared to be poor with no material wealth. The Prophet, peace and blessings of Allah be upon him, inquired of the same companion what he thought of this man. He replied, O Messenger of Allah, he is a poor man. If he were to request the hand of a girl in marriage, the request would not be favourably received. And if he were to intercede on behalf of any person, the intercession would be rejected. And if he were to seek to engage anybody in conversation, no attention would be paid to him. End quote. Upon hearing, the Prophet observed and said, The worth of this man is much greater than the value of a quantity of gold sufficient to fill the universe. End quote. I think we can all agree that in the societies that we live in, a person with a certain status or wealth is seen more important than others. I, for one, feel at times we feel only those with monetary wealth are appreciated or regarded as important, which is why this particular tradition or hadith leaves a big impact on me, on my thinking. A poor man uh, who is seen as no regard by people was proclaimed as having more wealth than any gold that can fill the universe. Looking at the profound words of Prophet Muhammad, peace and blessings of Allah be upon him, these are the direct reflections of his of the noble teachings of the Holy Quran. Um, we find in chapter 16, verse 91, Verily Allah requires you to abide by justice, and to treat with grace, and give like the giving of kin to kin, and forbids indecency, and manifest evil and transgression. He admonished you that you may take heed. It is hereby a clear command from Allah the Almighty that his creation should be kind to each other. This brings me back to my previous point. We cannot fulfill hakukullah, i.e. the Islamic term meaning the rights due to Allah, through obedience unless we fulfill hakukulibad, a term meaning rights of Allah's creation. Fulfilling rights such as being kind, working towards peace uh, and justice are all elements which bring us closer to Allah. The verse I presented just now is in fact one of the Quranic verses recited upon the conclusion of Friday sermons. Explaining the verse, the fourth Khalifa of the Ahmadiyya Muslim community 
His Holiness Mirza Tahir Ahmed stated, and I will quote, Allah does not command us to exercise justice, adil, alone, but also desires us to voluntarily add benevolence, ihsan, to the act of justice and then to move further to the third stage of human relationships, which is itai dil qurba, a spontaneous expression of love and care as experienced by a mother for her child. When a mother loves her child, she does so without any element of design and without any trace of affection. It is but a natural flow which she does not generate, but one with which she is carried away. It is always central to expression of love for her dear ones. The above example illustrates fully the spirit of Itaid al-Qurba, end quote. By using the example of kindness and a grace a mother shows her child, the fourth Khalifa has explained that there is no prescribed limit to the kindness we show to others. A mother will always be loving and supportive of her child. Allah the Almighty expects the same from each and every Muslim. We're, expe- we're expected to extend our favours to others in such a way that no feeling of pride finds any place amongst mankind. Thank you for that, Khulad. We see kindness every day through the sacrifices our Caliph, His Holiness Mirza Masroor Ahmed, may Allah be his helper, makes and the love he has for us. Are there any personal moments or anecdotes that you or someone you know has experienced that has affirmed this deep love and benevolence for you? Absolutely. Um, I think each and every time we get to see or write to our beloved Khalifa, um, we receive utmost love and kindness from him. On many occasions, I've written letters uh, to His Holiness regarding my studies, my voluntary work for our community, or even marriage. And His Holiness has responded with a thorough reply filled with prayers and extremely helpful guidance. Um, I remember just before the COVID pandemic caused the first lockdown in the UK, I was fortunate enough to present my master's research at an AMSA class in the presence of His Holiness. Now, just like the other three presenters, I was extremely nervous. In fact, I may have been a little more nervous than the other presenters as they were all presenting their research from a science field. And my research was actually based on refugee resettlement schemes in Northern America. Unsure on how I would perform and make my research look befitting amongst the other three, I kept praying. I was also the last presenter, which obviously did not help a lot with my nerves. Um, His Holiness must have picked up on this and ensured that the next 30 minutes flew by with ease for me. His Holiness must have picked up on this and ensured that the next 30 minutes flew by with ease for me. Um, His Holiness not only graciously and attentively listened to my presentation, but also asked various questions and made jokes on, the, on certain aspects of my research data to ensure that I was enjoying the experience, as well as explaining essential parts fully. His Holiness praised my presentation skills with the amazing and kind words of, we should now get you an award from the America, American Embassy um, as you speak better than some of their MPs. Um, to me, this moment was a reward for the long hours traveling um, and researching, compiling my data. That's a really beautiful anecdote, Khulad. Finally, how significant do you think kindness is as a part of Islamic teachings and part of the practices of the Amdiya Muslim community? 
Kindness rests at the heart of the Islamic teachings and practices of the Ahmadiyya Muslim community. Through the examples of Quranic verses, words of the Holy Prophet, peace and blessings of Allah be upon him, and incidents of Khilafat that we shared today, I think we can all agree that the motto of love for all, hatred for none stands in place because every Muslim understands their responsibility to be kind to the creation of Allah the Almighty. Service towards mankind through organisations like Humanity First, providing shelter, clean water, medical aid and other support are only some of the examples how kindness is practised by the Ahmadiyya Muslim community around the globe. As mentioned before, Kindness is a reflection of one's moral values, which according to the Holy Quran, chapter 16, verse 91, quoted earlier, is a command from Allah the Almighty. Um, The essence of Islamic teachings is giving the rights of our Creator, God and His creation. Therefore, a great emphasis has been placed in Islamic teachings to emulate the attributes of God, and this can only be done by showing kindness to His creation. Rights of each group in society and all living creatures have been comprehensively laid out in Islamic teaching, and at the root of them lies kindness in the hearts of people for the creation of God. The Quranic verse that Khulak quoted earlier, where Allah the Almighty states in the Holy Quran, chapter 6, verse 91, and I quote, Verily, Allah requires you to abide by justice, and to treat with grace, and give like the giving of kin to kin, end quote. In this verse, Muslims are commanded to be kind, and extend favours to all, irrespective of background or belief, in the same way that a mother loves her child. In explaining this verse, our Caliph, the current head of the Amdiya Muslim community, His Holiness Mirza Masrur Ahmad, may Allah be his helper, once stated, and I quote, A mother's love is truly selfless and altruistic, and her unique bond with her child is such that she is willing to sacrifice everything for the sake of her offspring. She desires nothing in return, and nor does she require any form of praise or attribute. Therefore, this is the ultimate standard that Islam advocates, whereby Muslims are taught to love all of humanity as a mother loves her child. End quote. The promised Messiah, peace be upon him, had placed such emphasis on the teaching of kindness that two of the ten conditions of initiation into the Ahmadiyya Muslim community are based on kindness to fellow beings. These are conditions four and nine, which I'll just um, quote here. And the condition is that under the impulse of any passions, he or she shall cause no harm whatsoever to the creatures of Allah in general, and Muslims in particular, neither by his or her tongue, nor by his or her hands, nor by any other means. And the other condition is, that he or she shall keep himself or herself occupied in the service of God's creatures, for his sake only, and shall endeavor to benefit mankind to the best of his or her God-given abilities and powers. End quote. Now this is the teaching that the Ahmadiyya Muslim community seeks to follow, and inculcate in the society through the motto of love for all and hatred for none. This is very much practiced and not just preached, and some examples of this are holding peace symposiums, providing disaster relief, helping the disadvantaged in the society and providing them with the relief. It is in practice of this teaching that we show kindness and make an effort to spread it across the globe. Thank you so much to my two studio guests for that amazing and inspiring discussion. I have truly learned so much and all of your answers were fascinating. Now for a moment of thought and contemplation. After our lengthy discussions of what kindness is and what impact it can have on our health and well-being, I want to think about how we can use our kindness and the benevolence integrated in Islamic teachings to spread the message of Ahmadiyyat and Islam. As mentioned in the show, the slogan for our community or Jamaat is love for all, hatred for none. 
This phrase has been repeated time and time again to me as I was growing up and as a child. Whenever someone asked me about my religion, I would be sure to share the slogan with them to show them the beauty and the peace that is within Islam Ahmadiyyat. From the very forefront, our religion wants us to spread love and kindness. And although the name Islam is clouded by those who use the name of such a peaceful religion to spread hatred throughout the world, we as empty Muslims are aware that the true Islam is one that spreads love and teaches us to care and be kind to each other and every member of our society. The Promised Messiah on whom be peace explained the importance of spreading the message of Islam in his book, The Will, and it is something that we as Amdi Muslims should hold with utmost importance. He stated, and I quote, God Almighty desires to draw all those who live in various habitations of the world, be it Europe or Asia, and who have virtuous nature to the unity of God and unite his servants under one faith. This indeed is the purpose of God for which I have been sent to the world. You too, therefore, should pursue this end, but with kindness, moral probity and fervent prayers, end quote. Not only should we be trying to spread the message of Islam, but we should also be doing so with kindness and respect for other religions too, as it is through our characters that people will start acknowledging and wanting to learn more about the lessons that Islam teaches us and the beauty of these teachings. Our beloved Caliph, His Holiness Mirza Masroor Ahmed, may Allah be his helper, has also discussed how important it is for us to spread the words of Allah. During a Friday sermon delivered on October 8, 2004, His Holiness may Allah be his helper stated that we should focus on ourselves and set a good example through our character and actions. We cannot talk about Islamic teachings about kindness and respect if we do not show the same kindness and respect. If we set a bad example, it may also negatively affect the work that others have been doing. His Holiness, may Allah be his helper, also explained this in another Friday sermon on April 9th, 2010, where he said that each Amdi has the task to work towards the revival of Islam, and we can only do this if we actively work on our own character. Recently, as the world has slowly started opening up again after the pandemic, We've been able to hold more face-to-face events in Tilford where Masjid Mubarak is located with members of our wider local communities to introduce them to Islam and show them the mosque. Through these events, it is through kindness that we connect with others and create a bond of mutual respect with every person who attends. I found that by speaking to others politely and making sure they are well looked after, they become more inquisitive about Islam and ask more questions to break down some of the misconceptions that society may have presented to them. Many people come and find that the way they have perceived Muslims in the past is the opposite of the manner in which we behave with them, and they view the religion in a much more positive light. May Allah enable all of us to spread the promised Messiah on whom be peace's message across the world, as it is only through kindness that we can truly connect with others and become true models within society and glowing representatives of Islam Ahmadiyyat. To conclude today, we have discussed the value of kindness, its background, and also scientific studies which investigate the positive effects of kindness, kindness as part of our daily lives, and the integration of kindness within Islamic teachings. I hope that after listening to this show, not only is the importance of being kind emphasized, but also the beauty of Islamic teachings and how significant of a value it is for us as empty Muslims. I want to thank my two studio guests, Khulla Chima and Unaza Ahmed, for joining me today, and to Kutsi Ahmed for the reports. Thank you for joining us on this episode of Faith in Focus. I've been your host, Fatih Khwaja, and this show was produced by Shermin Butt. Join us next time for further discussions on matters of faith. Assalamu alaikum, peace be on you.